that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making? Thanks for joining me here on another episode of the Spudcast podcast, Talking Out My Ask. Joining me is uh, Dr. Jerry Satanovich the uh, coroner of Jefferson Parish, but don't hold that against him because uh, he's the one who got me into Oshner and got me full of that antibody infusion, the anti-corona cootie juice, and because of that, my symptoms have been pretty much null and void. So that's the only upside of me having diabetes is that I was eligible to get this kind of juicing. In the meantime, though, we're going to step away, but when we come back, we'll talk with Dr. Jerry about the shots and the infusions and all the rest of that stuff here on the Spudcast. Spun here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner, the guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brandner does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brandner, 345-1111. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Okay, so we're talking to my buddy, Jerry Satanovich, Dr. Jerry Satanovich. Uh, the name Satanovich, of course, is uh, synonymous with char-grilled oysters, but in Jerry's case, he is the coroner of Jefferson Parish, and I used to joke, I said, my... My primary care physician is also the coroner, so I got it coming and going. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but Jerry, I mean, okay, so folks out there, if we don't know by now, because I've talked about it enough, and if you see my Facebook post, I had corona. Uh, I think I know how I got it. Um, and so I've expressed to everybody, okay, uh, that's, that's where it came from. Jerry knows me well. He knows I've got diabetes. When I told him that I had this uh, affliction now, he hooked me up at the Oshner to get this thing called the antigen infusion, which, by the way, Jerry, don't refer to this as the anti-corona anti cootie juice infusion, because then Facebook will uh, pull down your post, <laughs> <laughs> which they did for me. It's, you know. a, it's an antibody infusion, not antigen. Antibody and, and it's like monoclonal or something like that. One of them, one of them names. I thought when when I was talking to another doctor friend of mine who's a radiologist and she called it that. And when it's, it's like my got mononucleosis or something, but that's not the case. 
So it's an antibody infusion. Uh, okay. Well, first off, thanks for hooking me up because I, I know I spoke with you uh, the last time I interviewed for the podcast. You had the COVID and you sounded a lot worse than I sound. Um, but I mean, it was like a two week thing for you. I should be done with my, what do you call it? Um, quarantine, probably Friday or Saturday morning at the latest, I should be able to, to go out and about, but you, I mean, okay. You know, I got diabetes and that's why you hooked me up with this antibody infusion. How many people because of diabetes, I mean, is that one of the worst things to have? If you get COVID, are there worse things to to be a, a victim of a, a, a chronic illness to have than diabetes? For if you get chronic, if you get COVID, well, but they, they, they um, you know, when when I look at the the the, the folks who have had the uh, unfortunately died from the COVID, um, I, I yeah, you look most of them, not all, but the overwhelming majority of them have what we call comorbidities. Those comorbidities are going to be um, one or a combination of the following: high blood pressure, diabetes, um, um, chronic kidney disease, uh, obesity, anything that makes them immunocompromised. Let's say if you're getting chemotherapy for cancer, uh, th- yeah, uh, those are the those are the comorbidities uh, that really put people at risk for having complications of um, of COVID. Well, obesity, I'm, I'm assuming that's that's tied into like putting extra pressure on your heart. Like, for instance, OK, so they gave me the antibody infusion and I have been participating in their study. So twice a day they gave me the little um, the little O2 thing I put on my finger. So they're checking the oxygen level of my blood and they're checking my heart rate and my temperature twice a day. And so far, uh, I've gotten down to 96 on my uh, oxygen level, but never below that. What would be too low, by the way? What would be a dangerously low level in the oxygen in your blood? Well, um, it's relative. A lot of times, you know, the normal oxygen level is 95 to 100. Okay. And, you know, typically when people start going below that is when you start putting them on supplemental oxygen. Mm-hmm. When they get below that is when you put them on a ventilator. And, um, uh, yeah, but typically you start really worrying when you get nine year below. Well, I, I, uh, I didn't know all this stuff. Okay. And I got my little, my little oxygen meter and like, I had been like 98, like three times in a row. And then the next time I did it was 96. And so they asked you questions that you have to, did you, uh, uh, no, it was 96 and it went up to 98 and they said, did you have to up your oxygen? And I went, yeah, cause my oxygen went from 96 to 98. And this woman immediately called me and asked me all kinds of questions. And I, and I said, no, I, I'm not, I don't have home oxygen. It's just my thing went from 96 to 98. So I, I she said, no, 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 no. So you see, that's why I'm ignorant about all this stuff. And that's why they're, they're multitudes of people out there who are completely ignorant about that because either they don't pay any attention or there's so much information out there. You don't know what the hell to believe, or you don't, there's so many things, there's so many different factors involved in all of this stuff. So that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm asking about this. I don't feel anything at all. And I have to tell you, you know, you go into some places and they, they're going to take your temperature, but the day after I got treated, I, I haven't had any temperature since I walked out of Oshner Tuesday afternoon, and yet I still had the COVID. So, you know, 
I mean, it's only because I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm an honest person that I haven't been going out and about because nobody was going to be able to tell me anything because I didn't have any fever. I got you. And the, 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 this, the, the, these uh, monoclonal antibody treatments, I think, have been a uh, tremendous uh, a game changer for us in our ability to uh, manage the complications uh, before they happen. Well, when did this stuff come out? I mean, what is the difference between this antibody infusion and the vaccine? It's like, I can't get the vaccine now. Okay, if I had gotten the vaccine, I couldn't get the antibodies. Now that I've had the antibodies, I can't get the vaccine for like 90 days. Uh, I mean, has this infusion been around since before the vaccine got created? I can tell you, the infusion came around in about the... The, the second or third week of November, because that was right after I got COVID. So it wasn't available for me, mm -hmm. but I'm sure glad it's out there now because it's uh, it's something you can take for the people who are at risk. Look, we don't have an unlimited supply of it. Uh, so everybody that gets COVID is not eligible to get it, but the people who are most likely to have complications, we have enough for them. And that's a big deal because you yeah. notice the number of cases of COVID has skyrocketed across the country, but the percentage of cases that have resulted in death has gone smaller and smaller. And that's a real testament to the good job that the hardworking people all across America in, in the healthcare system are doing. It's also a testament to the research and development that's allowed them to come up with all these different treatments, whether it's convalescent plasma, uh, you know, or if it's monoclonal antibodies, or if it's the antiviral drugs like remdesivir, all those have helped to contribute to make the death rate per case much, much lower. Now, the, the, the thing about COVID is like, it is obviously very contagious. Is, this, is it as contagious as measles? Uh, it's a good question. Well, I, was, I read a I read an article about herd immunity when it comes to measles and, and COVID, and they're thinking maybe 50, 60 percent for COVID, but like 95 percent for measles. Yeah, measles is very contagious. Um, I'm not sure which one would be more contagious. Which one's more? Uh, which one is more? Uh, uh, which one kills more? <laughs> well, well the, <laughs> we know the answer today. It's COVID. But back in the day, measles is pretty bad itself. I would say probably COVID probably has a higher mortality. Okay. Well, I'm glad I got the thing. All right. So let's t now let's talk. Uh, let's. So I'm on all the different things you mentioned because when we come back, I, I got to take a break in about a minute. When we come back after the break, I want to talk about the actual vaccine, the two why two shots. Well, what's this one about one shot, but it's only like 65 percent that kind of that kind of stuff. But let's stick on the uh, the uh, antibody infusion and the other things you talked about. Again, there's not that much of it. Um, it's one of those, but the antigens, okay, the antibodies, they kill COVID or they eliminate it or postpone it or whatever in the body. It's not a preventative thing like the vaccines are. How hard is it to generate this kind of stuff so that people who say get the vaccine but still get COVID would be able to get this, this, uh, this infusion? Um, well, look, they're, they're making it as fast as they can and there's a decent supply of it. I mean, there are criteria that you know, most of the healthcare systems are using uh, uh, to determine um, uh, who's eligible to get it. And yeah, I think that you know, more and more, and remember the, the antibodies that we talked about, once 
somebody's in the hospital and they're already having breathing problems and all, it doesn't sound like the antibodies is a good choice for them. I think in those cases, once somebody's sick with a low oxygen level and needs to be hospitalized, I think they're moving on to, um, uh, to the remdesivir and, and other drugs to, to treat the, uh, the people at that point. But because of my diabetes, it's possible that if I had waited, let's say I had not told you that I had this. I just went, got tested. Oh, I got it. And I went home and I, and I took a bunch of Vicks VapoRub on my chest and, and drank some Metamucil or whatever that stuff is. So if I had not told you about this and you had not been aware of my condition, then, then I wouldn't have got this stuff. And chances are I could have moved on to where I would have had to go hospitalized. But this stuff kept me out the hospital. That's very possible. That's correct. Okay. Thankfully, it hasn't happened. No, it hasn't. And I got, I got to also tell everybody out there, I mean, I'm, I have a Camelback house. And so I'm upstairs in my bedroom with my own bathroom. My wife's downstairs sleeping on the couch. I, I wash my hands and put on a mask and go downstairs and make myself lunch and eat it real fast and come back upstairs. And since so my whole life now is, is that's it, you know, I'm, it's driving me nuts and I can't wait to get out of here. My wife can't wait to get off the couch. But that being said, my symptoms have been so slight. It's just astounding. I've had a couple of minor headaches. Uh, I did a cough or two every now and again, but I've had nothing even approaching fever, no aches and pains and none of that stuff. So if you have a chance to get this uh, antibody infusion, I highly recommend you jump on it. All right, let me step away for a second with Dr. Jerry Satanovich. And when we get back, we'll talk about the vaccines here on the Spudcast podcast. So I'm talking about my ask and my experiences with COVID. Back right after this. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. or go to hometeamelevation.com. Hey, what you gonna do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a licensed and insured guide on lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. And we're back on the Spudcast podcast talking out my ask with Dr. Jerry Satanovich. I always find it funny that I'm speaking to the coroner about trying to keep my big ass alive, but he's doing it. So I appreciate it, Jerry. Thank you ever, ever so much. What is, <laughs> well, it's true though, man, you know, it's like, I swear, I'm not kidding, man, until, until I actually got uh, me a, a, a primary care physician, because I had a primary care physician at the Oshner several years ago. And it was this white haired doctor. And, uh, you know, he gave me, oh, it's time for you to have a full physical. And so I had to go in there and get the full physical with the robe that opens in the back. And he finished it up with the, uh, with the ever popular finger wave. And <laughs> he waved me on Monday and Tuesday, he retired. And I'm going like, dude, what did you find? But 
I, you know, I haven't had a, a, an internist over there in a long time. And now that I, that I do now, yes, yeah, great. But I always refer to Jerry as my primary care physician because I usually just went to one of his urgent cares if there was something wrong with me. But, uh, <laughs> it's, but I did. But anyway, I got a whole slew of doctors. So I got, a, I got my internist. I got my kidney doctor. I got my diabetes doctor. I got a foot doctor. I got a... Um, I got a nurse practitioner who calls up and makes sure that I'm staying with all my meds and everything I'm going there. Everybody wants to keep me alive. And I guess I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty grateful. Sometimes it, it gets to the point where it's like, I, I'm okay. You called me yesterday. I'm fine. Leave me alone. But, uh, so let's, now that I'm alive and kicking and I'm, I'm actually eligible to get the, the vaccine because I have been diagnosed with COVID. I'm only 62. Uh, I got friends who are 65, 66. They've gotten the shot. I was talking to one this morning. He just got his second shot. I know people who got the first shot, they were fine. The second shot made them sick as a dog. Um, let's, let's talk the vaccines, Jerry. There's, there's two. There's the one that needs to be kept in the deep freeze. There's one that you can keep in the butter dish in your fridge. And now they got another one coming out that's only 65% effective, but it looks like you can just, you know, stick it up in the, in the pantry with a bunch of green beans or something. Why? First off, why two shots? Because one's not enough. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't give you just one great big one or, you know. Yeah. No, but basically, I think what they're finding is that the, uh, you, you need the booster of the second dose to, to, to reinforce the immune response to, to, the, um, to the vaccine. So it's not two different parts. It's the same vaccine just given to you twice. And, and keep in mind, you know, I'm, I'm going to compare this to the, um, uh, uh, to the flu vaccine because a lot of us, are used to getting the flu vaccine. Yeah. When you get the flu vaccine, um, uh, the, the you know typically ten days after the flu vaccine, you know you're pretty much immune from the flu. Okay. But not right yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with the COVID vaccine, okay, uh, it's an important thing for people to realize with the COVID vaccine is, um, you don't get that immunity within 10 days like you do with the flu vaccine. So, you know, it's really important for everybody that gets vaccinated to not let your guard down. Because even three weeks after you get your first dose of vaccine, you're still only about 50 to 55% uh, immunity. So- Well, wait, wait, wait. What exactly does that mean that you've got a, a one out of two chance of getting it? And how are you gonna know that? I'm sorry, Squad. Are you doing with your dog? Yeah, my dog. Is That's a good thing. I said he's doing his job. Hold on, hold on one second, please. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can cut this out. Hold on one second. Sorry, Rob. Come here. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Outside. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Get out of here. I'm sorry, Spud. Don't worry about it, man. I got a dog. All right. All right. So, there. So, um, you know. You got, well, you got, you got coyotes in the backyard over there or something? <laughs> You think so? Hey, it's breeding season. You know they hungry. There you go. No, I've got uh, my, my little boy dog's mad. But um, so let me let me tell you. Um, um, so w when you take the vaccine, you know, yeah, it, it takes a little while before your body develops immunity to the COVID. Like with a regular flu shot, it's ten to fourteen days, and you're fully immune to the seasonal flu if it falls within what they've put into that yeah. vaccine. Because it's, it's a guess every year. They take their best shot about three or four different kinds of strains that are going to come through, and that's what they put in the shot. 
Right. But then when it comes to the, uh, the COVID, it takes, it's not until a week after the second dose that you're at 95% immunity. So uh, the important thing is for people to remember, do not let your guard down after you've had your first shot. You know, you know, um, you know, well, I mean, don't let your guard down after the second shot if you're at 95. I mean, you can still yeah, well, exactly. get it. Even with the yeah, even with the flu, it's very rare. Like when uh, when we talk in seasonal flu, mm-hmm. somebody gets a seasonal flu, and they still get the flu. They they don't get as sick as people who weren't vaccinated, and you almost never see a death. So I think the same logic will probably prevail with COVID, in that people who who get, get the COVID vaccine yet still get COVID, they're not going to get as sick and their likelihood of dying is going to be much lower. But that's because of like, okay, so you got the flu vaccine, but they didn't catch every strain so you can still get sick on it. And the same thing with COVID because now we got the UK strain and the, I don't know what the other strain is. Um, so it's, it's, it's mutating anyway, which I spoke to, I spoke to a guy from LSU who said the, the goal of a virus is not really to kill the host. So they're always mutating so that you can, they can pass from one person to the next and keep going, which also makes, that makes it sound like it's got some kind of mental faculties, but I'm, I'm sure that's not the case. But still, it, it, it doesn't do any good to kill the host because then it can't spread. Exactly. And, and, um, and you know, we're going to see, and look, the good news for us with this vaccine is that we're not far, um, you know, uh, from getting, you know, you know, 50 million people. I think we're at 1.5 million doses per day nationally. And so what I'm hoping is that once we get our 50 million most vulnerable people vaccinated, okay, then it's, you know, then the death rate is going to plummet. I think one of the biggest issues that people have is I don't want to get my grandmother, you know, COVID and kill my grandmother. I don't want to give it to my cousin who has some comorbidities. So once we get the people who are most at risk vaccinated, I think that we're going to go a long way towards, towards getting back to some normalcy. So I'm, I'm hoping that's in the next couple of months. I think it will be. And then normalcy means we don't have to wear the mask anymore, or we don't we don't have to shut down restaurants and such like that anymore. And we'll actually be able to get back up to almost yeah. almost normal. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen in time for Mardi Gras. Yeah, not going to happen for Mardi Gras. It's going to take months because remember, you know, we're still going to get to the point where um, you know uh, people are still getting it. It's still you know, uh, but the people who are, would be getting it in that scenario would be much lower risk people. And look, I keep crossing my fingers because so far COVID has not been significantly lethal in people under the age of 21, okay? And that's not the case with the seasonal flu. Every year with the seasonal flu, you know, there's young people who are perfectly healthy who get the flu and they're dead 24 hours later. They, but they don't, but they, they all, I mean, look, I was young like that. Uh, you think you're immortal, so you're not going to go get the flu shot. And you got no use, no excuse not to get the flu shot now because they can squirt this thing up your nose, you yeah. know, so it's not even getting a needle. Yeah, the kids, I'm talking about perfectly healthy kids who don't get the flu shot. Suddenly they get the flu and a day later they're dead. Uh, you know, it just doesn't get publicized that much. Okay, but with COVID, fortunately, we have not seen 
uh, you know, a significant number of deaths in people under the age of 21. I just hope it stays that way. I hope that this thing doesn't mutate in a way that suddenly makes it uh, dangerous to, to young people, because then that's going to be a whole new ball game. If that's well, the case. If they're saying, yeah, because they're saying they don't want to, they don't want to open up the schools uh, because I mean the the kids for the most part aren't getting it. They are getting it now. It seems like I've read stories about that. I guess the teachers are all going. Well, we don't want to get it, whether or not the kids get sick or not. We can. Um, my sister's a school teacher, and she goes, "No, I, I'm face to face with my kids. I can't, I can't teach music through Zoom." Uh, but I know other people. It's like my my uh, youngest goes to Loyola and. Uh, most of her classes online, although she had to go today, she's she's there all day because she has a day, she has a, a job on campus. So, you know, she has to do But We're keeping them home as much as 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 humanly possible. I hear you. Well, hopefully it'll get better soon. What happens if it doesn't? What happens if we go through all this? You know, I mean, we got these two. There's the two one, the two two shotters. And then they got the, the one that's coming. Out. I think Pfizer's coming out with one or Johnson and Johnson is coming out with one that's 65 percent. Why are they even bother? Well, look, the J and J shot is going to be, it's going to be, it's a, uh, it's a one dose vaccine, which is going to be very helpful. And look, I've had people ask me, oh, which one should I get? My, you know, Moderna, Pfizer, or Johnson Johnson. And my answer to everybody is the exact same. You get whichever one you can get fastest. Mm-hmm. Even Johnson and Johnson one, like we talked about, you know, it, 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 it's not as. It's sixty five percent. It's not ninety five percent. But 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 keep in mind the likelihood of dying after having had that vaccine is much lower, mm-hmm. and the and the, the people are going to be who are getting it are going to be much more compliant to get their dose because it's only one dose instead of two. So is it uh, and and what's the uh, what's what's the rate afterwards? I mean, is it two weeks after you get the the single dose thing when you become sixty five percent immune, or is it instantaneously? You know, I don't have an answer for you. I'm sorry, I don't know. No, that. Well, I, I haven't researched that yet. Okay. Well, I mean, this 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 one's new. This one's new. The the Johnson and John knew it was coming, but I mean, it's just hitting the market, so they re, they don't have as much published research anyway. One last thing, because I'm already over time. So, uh, what? Wash your hands. Mask up. That's still the best thing people can do. Exactly. Exactly. Wash your hands. Mask up. Um, you know, be patient. I mean, look, there's a lot of unintended consequences of the shutdown, and you know, we have to be careful with the shutdown because you know, uh, uh, people are holding off on going to their doctor's appointments, which is not a good thing. I think we're seeing a lot of non-COVID deaths because of the shutdown. So it's important for us to get out of this shutdown as quickly as possible and safely. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, most of my doctor's appointments are uh, like an app I have on my phone. So some kind of Zoom call type of thing, but you can't, you can't give a blood, uh, they can't draw blood on you over the, over the phone. So you have to go in, so. I hear you. Anyway. I hear you. Jerry, uh, thanks again for uh, for juicing me full of that uh, anti-corona cootie juice, and uh, and making my uh, my quarantine as pleasant as it could possibly be. And I hope you I, never I, have to get this cootie again. I gotta so. tell you, one thing, I went to church on Sunday and I missed you. Yeah, I know. And I had to call my head usher and go, "Hey, man, I'm out for at least two weeks, but I'm not gonna make it this Sunday. But I'll I'll be at I'll be at mass the following Sunday." So yeah, but I, okay. I, I definitely missed you on Sunday. Well, but I'm great for you. Thank you, man. I'll take everyone I can get. I'll throw another bead on the rosary for you every day because I know the stuff you've got to deal with all the time. All right, Spud. You take care. Have a great day. You too, babe. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
Spun here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, 25 bucks a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. Well, that said, ain't gonna be no Mardi Gras. You can't stop the Mardi Gras. You can stop a parade, but you can't stop the spirit. It's just gonna be a little different, that's all. And if you're still a little confused on how you're gonna celebrate Fat Tuesday, just go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and they'll hook you up with whoever you need to hook up with to see the floats, the music, the Mardi Gras Indians, the food, the history, and whatever else you need to make your Mardi Gras just as special as if nothing has changed. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez le bon temps rouler. Okay, so uh, Jerry Satanovich, coroner, Jefferson Parish, actually trained as a uh, as an emergency room physician, but he also knew how to char grilled oysters. So he's got it coming and going. Thanks for joining me here uh, on the Spudcast. Uh, you can hear this podcast on Red Circle, on Spotify, on Google Play. You can also find it on Twitter at SpudGotDat, and you find it on my Facebook pages, uh, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell, and The Big Teasy. If you want to uh, have the Spudcast emailed directly to you, or if you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, Spudcast, or you just want to cuss me out, you can reach me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. See you again next Sunday night. In the meantime, y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.